now I'm trying to follow what's socially expected, uh -huh. but I am so caught up with what's happening in my own head, right? Of like, am I making the right amount of eye contact? Am I making, mm -hmm. is this the right, it was my my handshake the right, you know, am I saying the right words is my yeah. whatever. And so now I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about like attending to this conversation. I'm like totally caught up in my head. And so yeah. I get the like, I get why that was established. Like the idea that that's going to help you interact with people, but man, it like can be the very opposite. It can make it so much worse. And then you have, now you're like scared to socialize with people, you know? So a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. get halfway into a conversation and then just be like, do I need to switch which eye I'm looking at? Because I've been looking at their right eye. Can they tell them I'm looking at their right eye? Yeah. And I'm just they're not completely, starting to look funny to me. Right, yeah. I'm like completely missing everything that they're talking about. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No left eye now. Okay. Uh. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm excited to have you back on the show. Um, well, no, you're not on the show. I'm excited to have you back listening to the show. That's it. Uh, it's it's January. We're getting into a routine here. Uh, kids are back in school. Wifelet is back at work. I am getting back into kind of the groove of... Uh, photo editing and podcast recording and all of that took a few weeks off uh, from recording podcasts because, you know, traveling, holidays, all of that. Uh, but we're back into it. January, we got some really fun episodes ahead of us. Um, and speaking of fun episodes ahead, we've got today's episode. I'm just going to jump straight into it. I've got like stuff that I could share about an upcoming workshop and everything. Um, but just uh, join the email list or follow me on Instagram if you want to be first to know about um, my upcoming workshop. But I've got Mallory Rogers on the podcast with me today. She is a therapist who has dedicated her career to supporting inclusivity and holistic effective care. Um, she's based in uh, the DFW area here in Texas. Just a quick, probably three and a half hour drive away. Noth nothing you couldn't do in an afternoon. But yeah, it's uh, this is a really great episode. You may have looked at the title and been like those are some words. Uh, I don't know what neurodivergence is. I don't know. Am I a neurotypical? Odds are probably yes, if you have not heard of those words. Um, but if uh, if we're adding new vocabulary words today, uh, this is a great one because Mallory is going to walk us through all of this and how to navigate a, a culture, a world that is still set up for and by neurotypicals um, if you are not neurotypical. Um, and even if you are, if you're like, oh, I definitely know that I am neurotypical, there's no neurodivergence I'm, uh, in me at all, this is a great episode to listen to to maybe get to understand uh, some of your neurodivergent friends uh, a little bit better. 
But yeah, let's get into the episode. Mallory is amazing. This is going to be a really fun conversation. Here's my conversation with Mallory Rogers. Mallory, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited for this conversation. Excited to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, you know, uh, a, a lot of the, a lot of the topics, a lot of the, um, the guests that are on the show are, you know, entrepreneurs and uh, talking a lot of like business and stuff. But I, I love to bring in not so much like quintessential business topics like you know how to market your business and, and that kind of stuff which is helpful but i feel like um, there's a lot of other things that go into your business that aren't just mm -hmm. like numbers and and all that yeah. so i'm i'm very excited to talk about um you know, neurodivergence and uh, neurotypical and like what all that means uh, for, you know, for some of the listeners, they may have uh, seen the title and just been like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to join and I'm going to, going to learn about it. Um, I feel like anyone who, um, who is neurodivergent is like, oh, I know exactly what this is. This is going to be so good. 100%. Um, yeah. But, or is anyone but, on TikTok? I feel like most of the time people are like, well, I found this name on TikTok and that's how I learned what it means, which is so cool. Okay, cool. That was, that was one of the things I was, I was wanting to, uh, to ask you because I found, have found a lot on TikTok about neurodivergence and, you know, ADHD and, uh, autism and like, uh, and, and different things and like the symptoms of, of that. How do you fall on that as, as a professional? Um, how do you fall on that? Like with just random people being like, Hey, so my therapist said this and, uh, now you should do this uh yeah <laughs> on on tiktok <laughs> i think it's i mean it's a really good question and you're gonna get a different answer probably from like a variety of you know therapists and professionals but i mm. tend to lean on the side of it's a really cool tool like okay. there are so many people who will come into therapy and they're coming into therapy for something completely different and i will kind of notice these certain things in them where i'm like okay this is something that's about in the back of my mind you know we'll get there eventually if it feels relevant but a lot of the time even having that word or that label is not even so much what they really need so much as the mm. like affirmation that what they're experiencing is like, okay. Um, and that it's okay to leave it. It's also okay if they want to, you know, make some adjustments to things. So that's the cool thing to me about social media and coming across this stuff there is like, wow, people will learn a lot about themselves. Sometimes bring it to me. I haven't even brought it up yet. And they're like, Hey, I saw this mm. on TikTok. Like, can we talk about it? Um, which I think is really cool. I think we have to be careful. You know, just like with everything. Right. Um, in the like, you know, to really kind of dive in, I guess, there, like the neurodiversity affirming like care space, like self um, identification is valid, is seen as valid that, you know, it's not hurting anyone if you align with these certain symptoms, these certain lived mm. experiences, and you want to make adjustments to your life. Fantastic. Like, that's, that's not going to hurt much. Um, I think sometimes we can get into some, you know, murky waters with some other stuff of like, you know, self-diagnosing on some pieces of it, but in a lot of ways, I really do think that there's so much we're learning about neurodivergence so quickly. And a lot of it is also because people are like sharing their lived experience on the internet and we're learning so much more because what we knew before was from like these really small, like sample sizes. And that's right. like how we came up with certain like diagnostic criteria. So. Okay. 
Okay, cool. I think that is, uh, that's a great answer. Um, and, and also I, I say that's a great answer and I was about to be like, and that's what I think too. Uh, <laughs> of course I'd say that's a great answer, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's great. That's how I feel. Uh, I, I know like, I don't want to take advice from just like anyone yep. in, you know, like Michigan, who's just like, Hey, so my therapist said this, so now you should do this. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. But yeah, like you were saying, like seeing those symptoms, uh, and like different things in your life that you're like, Oh, that's, that could be why it's so mm -hmm. difficult for me to do this task. And, you know, yep. let me try, uh, the, you know, hack or whatever that they're saying on TikTok and, and see if that works for me. And, yeah. uh, that has been something that's, uh, like, um, getting rid of clutter and like organizing like our fridge. We have like these organizers now because someone on TikTok was like, this helps my yeah. ADHD brain to They're not clear let and you can yeah. like see through them. You can, yeah. <laughs> and we don't have like the produce in the little uh, crisper shelves. Mm -hmm. We have them in the door. You're going to because... forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. has kept us from, you know, having carrots go bad so quickly. And we're just like, oh no, the carrots <laughs> are right here. We can cook that with yeah. dinner. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, before we get into like the, the full on topic and everything, there's something that I like to do where, uh, I've got a list of questions and, uh, one through 17, I got 17 different questions. I'm just going to have you pick two numbers between one and 17. Um, a lot of these are stolen from Stephen Colbert, uh, with his Colbert yeah. questionnaire. Uh, but yeah, it's just <laughs> like a fun way to kind of get to know Mallory, get to know you before kind of diving into, uh, the topic. It. So what numbers do you have for me? Two and okay. 14. Okay. Okay. Number two, what's one thing that you own that you should really throw out? <laughs> oh my gosh. I still have a shirt from art class of first grade that was supposed to be really oversized back then. And this thing right. is ratty, but I sleep in it all the time. I love this thing and it has <laughs> got to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. That yellow uh, shirt. Yeah. 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 There's, there's just some, some articles of clothing that I'm like very sentimental about. I'm like, but I, I, I know I need to throw this away. I know it yeah. doesn't fit anymore. I know that <laughs> like, as I, in high school, I wore like the, like two sizes, too small shirts so that it mm -hmm. would like show off my muscles that I didn't really have. <laughs> and, uh, and now I still have them. I'm like, these are like four sizes too small. Now there's no <laughs> way maybe, uh, maybe I should, I can, I can still hold on to him. My son is nine. He will be getting into that yeah. size. In a few it's years, gonna so it'll cool. be so cool. He's going to want to wear dad's shirts. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, this shirt literally still so. has like everyone had their shirt they kept in the class for like the mm. art projects and stuff. And your name was in Sharpie across the front. My name is still in Sharpie across the front that's of the a, shirt that I that's wear. That's a good Sharpie. So, yeah, it's stuck around. It's great yeah. advertising for Sharpie because it really has lasted through the years. <laughs> yes, that's great. I love that. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. Um, oh, what was your other number? That one was two. Oh. Uh, I don't remember, but let's go with 14. 14. Okay. Um, 14 is, uh, what number am I thinking of? 25. 
Oh, okay. Mine was 52. So you got the, you got the reverse. It was just mirrored when it came across telepathically. It's cool. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, sweet. Um, well, I I love, I love that. I feel like I know you a lot more now. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier that maybe some people don't really, don't really know the terms neurodivergent, neuro, uh, neurodiverse, uh, neurotypical. Could you give Mm -hmm. us a little breakdown of like the differences there and what that means? Absolutely. Um, I love you even asking the question because again, one of those things we come across on TikTok, I've had most people come in and they understand that other people that come in and they're like, this is what it means. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where you found that, but, um, so we can kind of start with, I like to start with the term neurodivergent. Um, so why that term came about is really kind of as a response to try and not have this like pathological word that we use for these different basically like lived experiences so Mm. what it really means to be neurodivergent is that you have a brain that functions operates differently than someone else's and that can show up in a ton of different ways but it's just to say it's just different it's divergent from the norm divergent from like what we would view as like typical and that can also be viewed differently depending on the culture or like the community that we're talking about um when it comes to like that experience of what that is. Um, but from that, there's kind of these different like diagnoses or labels that would fall under neurodivergent. Um, but really that term comes from that place of like wanting to just give like another word other than just like some pathological term that doesn't feel great to everybody. And then neurodiversity is really just the idea that there are like all, all brains are good brains, neurodiversity affirming, like every brain in my function differently might have different needs, but they're all good. They're all fine instead of different being bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that because that I you know I grew up in the '90s, which was um, not a great time uh, to be a neurodivergent. Um, no. It was it was definitely frowned upon and also just ignored. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, like growing up, that was a it was a bad thing. It was like if mm-hmm. you if you had ADD, if you had. Uh, any sort sort of neurodivergent, uh, just like, I mean, I didn't even know that it was something different about your brain. I was just like, Oh, it's just like mm-hmm. a behavioral problem is right. pretty just, much I'm what not, I was told. Yeah. Yeah. I'm You're choosing not, not to listen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that whole thing, it was just very, is seen as a very negative thing, a very like, you know, why can't you be like this person who can mm-hmm. sit down and focus, do their work. And, um, and I, I love that that is not the norm anymore. That's not, mm-hmm. um, how we're speaking about it for, for the most part, at least in the circles right. that I run in, it, it yeah. seems like things are changing. Yeah. Um, just the, uh, the, the way that we're speaking about it is, is different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to move away from it. I, there's still so many places where that is the norm, you know, yeah. to kind of pathologize it or to make it seem like it's a, you know, really shaming, honestly, of like, well, it's a problem with you, you mm-hmm. know, child or even adult that like you can't fall in line. And um, yeah, so I love that it's shifting so much and we're constantly learning more, which is also really cool. Um, but it takes so much time for like what we're learning based on science, but also what we're learning based on lived experience to get that translated into like general practice and care in schools and in workplaces and therapy. So yeah, long process, but we are getting there, which is really exciting. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is exciting. Um, cause like you were saying, we had like small case studies before of like few right. people and now we're getting a lot more, which is kind of speeding that up. And then also the education of the people who, uh, you know, some probably still teaching from 30 years ago where mm -hmm. they were in that one mindset of like, well, you're just, this is the behavioral problem. You're not listening. Um, and now, learning what neurodivergence actually is. Uh, I, I think that's, that's great that we are, we're moving. We should always be moving forward and, and changing mm -hmm. as a society. Money. We all love it. Sometimes we don't like to talk about it, but the odds are you can probably find some in your couch cushions. Someone that I trust my couch cushion money with is Gusto. They are an all-in-one payment platform that helps businesses like yours onboard, pay, insure, and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them as I do to pay my contractors easily and without those added fees or breaking policy agreements. I'm looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they got you covered too with payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers comp, all of your tax documents at the end of the year, which I love. And they've got a whole lot more. I love it because I don't have to juggle all the different online payment processing apps. It's all in one place. I just pay everyone through Gusto and it deposits directly into their accounts. Super simple. Try Gusto and when you send your first paid payroll payment, you'll receive a hundred bucks. So go to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash gusto and pay your contractors with ease. That's podcast.allheartphoto.com slash gusto. Now back to the show. As a society, we still have like systems in place and we still have uh, uh, different things in our culture that are, are kind of set up um, more for neurotypicals. Um, what are some things that you have seen that are more designed for, uh, neuro neurotypical people? Yeah, man. Uh, my joke is always everything like yeah. just about everything seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the more that we learn, the more, you know, it is changing a little bit, but it still feels like such an uphill battle in most of these places to be, you know, more clear schools, definitely like public school system, um, in a big way, uh, corporate workplaces and like expectations and how you're supposed to interact and all of that stuff is very much lent towards the, um, neurotypical brain, um, societal expectations with how we talk to one another, you know, how we interact, things that we're expected to go to and attend, like a lot of that, like expectations, that's not like a system in place by the government, but it is something that right. you just kind of know, right? Like, okay, well, I'm supposed to do this. So this is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm supposed to make eye contact and shake someone's hand when I meet them for the first time um, right. stuff like that, where it's like that actually might make my skin crawl on the inside, but it's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to push through because everyone else can do it or is supposed to do it kind of thing. Oh yeah. That feels like that is one of the things for me that just, it feels so weird. Like yeah. holding eye contact while I'm shaking <laughs> hands. Cause one, yeah. I, I don't have the best hand-eye coordination. So I, <laughs> I remember as a child being told like, well, you need a you know, firm handshake, look him in the eye. And I would just mm -hmm. like 
hit their elbow or something right. just trying to like maintain that, that eye contact i'm like this is not for me i'm gonna look at your hand shake and then i'll look up uh, yep. but yeah like yep. that is um that is uh, definitely something that uh that has been uh an issue for me of just like that like you said like kind of like that s- skin crawling feeling of mm-hmm. uh just like looking someone in the eye for an extended period of time, uh, yeah. especially yeah. like in a conversation, I'm like, I have to like look off and, uh, and then come back to <laughs> right. you. I can't just yeah. like continue staring yeah. straight ahead. I yeah. also feel like a robot if I'm just staring straight ahead at you. <laughs> yes. Well, and what that does is like now I'm trying to follow what's socially expected, uh-huh. but I am so caught up with what's happening in my own head, right? Of like, am I making the right amount of eye contact? Am I making, Mm -hmm. is this the right, it was my, my handshake the right, you know, am I saying the right words is my whatever. And so now I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about like attending to this conversation. I'm like totally caught up in my head. And so I get the, like, I get why that was established. Like the idea that that's going to help you interact with people, but man, it like can be the very opposite. It can make it so much worse. And then now you're like scared to socialize with people, you know? So a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. get halfway into a conversation and then just be like, do I need to switch which eye I'm looking at? Because I've been looking at their right eye. Can they tell them I'm looking at their right eye? Yeah. And I'm just they're not completely, starting to look funny to me. Right, yeah. I'm like completely missing everything that they're talking about. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No left eye now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of silly like these these cultural things that we're supposed to do. And how much uh bandwidth we give them in our own minds of like am i holding myself in this proper way am i uh, you know aligning with what culture thinks that i should look like and should do um, but then that's completely taking you out of your experiences yeah yeah it does the very opposite yeah yeah okay so with these um, uh, with, with these different, uh, systems that are kind of set up for, uh, neurotypicals, what are some ways that we can navigate those, um, as, uh, like with a, a neurodivergent brain? Yeah, man, I could really dive in here for about 10 hours. So I won't do that to you or cool. we've things, got but, time. Um... We're good. <laughs> This is going to be an 11 part series. (laughs) Yeah. So stay tuned, everybody. You're going to hear my voice for the next five months. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, if I was going to kind of choose one and thinking of kind of like, you know, the listeners that might be here, I thought about kind of diving into like work place and that one is, is so cool that this is, you know, a podcast specific to like entrepreneurs and creatives, because that is really where a lot of neurodivergent, not all of them will thrive is where they have that space to make it what they need it to be. love that, you know, you've clearly done that like for yourself. Um, and again, not all of them, we kind of have this phrase in, in this world of, you know, you've met one nerd, one neurodivergent brain is one neurodivergent brain. Like they're, they could be completely different, have completely different needs. Um, so some of them would really thrive in corporate, right? Like the structure of that and the expectations of that. But, um, that's one where I think I work a lot with people to try and like find a way to make this like work well for them, whatever they've found. A lot of them, they end up finding like maybe they work best in a smaller work environment, but if they work for themselves, it's a nightmare because they need some sort of external structure. If they have to do that themselves, it's like, ah, or they need a virtual assistant or, um, 
They find that they work better for a boss who has certain characteristics. They need yeah. a certain sensory environment. Like there's just so much that you can kind of adapt in there. And um, it really does require you kind of to stop and pause and tune into what you need before you can really adjust any of that to kind of identify like what's working, what's not working. Um, thinking of entrepreneurs specifically, like my client base, like are these yeah. the kind of people that work well with my schedule or, you know, how I work, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love what you said there about like taking a look in like inward of like, what do you need? And, mm -hmm. you know, a, a big thing as you were talking about that, like not uh, some people don't, don't thrive in the entrepreneur, you know, work for yourself life and really thrive under having someone a supervisor or manager saying like, all right, this is what you need to do today, or these are your goals or whatever. And like doing that, clocking in at nine, clocking out at five, leaving work alone and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that has never been me. <laughs> I have always like, I mean, I started my first business in high school and <laughs> always dreamed of working for myself and never had that idea of like, I don't know. I would be, I'd be good working. I mean, I guess I did have, uh, I got in the, the whole corporate thing right out of college and was like, uh -huh. well, I guess this is what I'm going to do for the next 30 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, and your soul slowly felt like it was yes, dying. <laughs> yeah. And I was slowly be slowly being crushed. <laughs> but, um, but like I, uh, it, it was something that I had to learn that not everyone had that same drive, that same mindset of like, I want to work for myself. And, mm -hmm. um, and after getting married, my, uh, my wife had, I forget what, what, which one of her hobbies it was that I was just like, Oh, we could turn this into a business and I can create a webpage for you and we can start marketing on Etsy. And she was like, I just want to do this as a hobby. <laughs> like, I don't want this Let to me be knit, man. work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to cross stitch some stuff uh, yeah. with some, some funny sayings and then just give them <laughs> to our friends. That's all I want to do. This is just like, a mindless task that I can do while watching TV or chilling with the kids. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and that kind of like, there was, it was an aha moment for me of like, Oh, not everyone wants to build their own business. Like mm -hmm. she absolutely thrives at her job and is doing great. And her boss loves her and all of that. And I'm like, okay, this is a great place for her. And yeah. that would not be a great place for me. And she mm -hmm. is, we have talked many times. She was like, I could absolutely not run a photography business and manage other people and, you know, bring in work and have to market and all of that. And like, I think that has been one of the, the greatest things uh, for me is um, talking to other people and just like getting to mm -hmm. see that we're all so different. Like you said, there's, there's like, every neurodivergent brain is a different brain mm -hmm. uh, that it's mm -hmm. not just like, Oh, you've been, you know, uh, diagnosed with autism. Okay. Then you're all in the same, you're, right. you're all exactly the same. Uh, right. But that, that everything is different. And I think that is mm. a great thing to keep in mind as you're just moving through life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like helpful in a lot of ways, you even mentioned, you know, thinking about like, 
if you are the boss in a workplace too, or you mm. are running a business and you have people working for you, like, you know, we kind of talked a little bit more about what it's like when you're the person working for someone else or working for yourself, but when you're working for someone else too, like that's a whole thing as well. Maybe they're neurotypical and so they don't get it, or maybe right. you're neurotypical and they're neurodivergent and you're having a hard time like understanding where they're coming from. So it's, it's nice to kind of be able to take that beat and that pause of like, there may be other reasons why they're thinking this way and not quite jump to like an assumption of why or, you know, whatever, but yeah, it makes mm -hmm. it, it makes it, it can make a big difference if people are aware of that and then can make space for it. Oh yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a great point because I know that not everyone listening to this, um, is uh, neurodivergent. There's a lot of neurotypicals out okay. there that, that run their own businesses and listen to this podcast. And, um, I have no idea where I land on, on this spectrum. I've never been like <laughs> clinically diagnosed or anything. Um, I should though, uh, I, I've been talking about, um, going to therapy for years and just have never mm. taken the time to do that. It is a difficult thing for me to, uh, to put myself first. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that like, I, I might be neurotypical, um, but it's something that I'm very interested in because, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like we were talking about, like, like the, the TikTok things of, right. uh, you know, the, the clear organizers for your fridge, that's still very helpful for me. Even if I am neurotypical, right. that's still very helpful mm -hmm. for me to be able to see everything quickly and to have like, Oh, all the cheeses go in this one over here. <laughs> so we're not going to have yeah. like Parmesan up here. And then we got cheddar right. down over here. It's like, I know mm -hmm. where everything is. I know where the kids mm -hmm. snacks are and, and all of that. And it's just, it's, it's helpful all around. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. Okay. So what are, what are some other things that we can do kind of navigating these systems or ways that we can maybe mm -hmm. even implement those into, uh, just yeah. like day life, work life. Mm -hmm. Again, there's just so many things that come to mind, but if I was going to pick a couple, a, mm -hmm. a big one is oftentimes schedule. Like, am I, and here's where it comes in of like, whether you're neurotypical or neurodivergent, pay attention to this, but it's, um, am I more of like a early bird or am I more of like a night owl? And can I make my work day flow like that? Like I am married to someone. I mean, he can work. He comes alive at 11 PM. I cannot. <laughs> barely can function past about nine 30. Don't ask my yep. brain to do anything productive past like nine, nine 30 PM. But he will come alive and can stay awake until 3 AM. And that's when he like gets the most stuff done. He's so productive. You know, the house is quiet, like that whole thing. So we've kind of structured our lives that way where he can do that. Mm -hmm. um, it is but, funny that, that y'all like found each other. Cause that's typically what <laughs> happens is like right. the early bird <laughs> and the night owl end up partnering and then it's just like yeah. okay we can't do this together all yeah uh, you know all day every day and yeah uh -oh. my wife and i are no. also the same where it's um, so funny yeah it's it's very interesting we're so well raising kids because it's like okay you know then i can get up and you know you're mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah uh, part of that it was like i just don't see you like is this really working and but it it, it has it's worked out great but that's a good example of like look at your schedule whether you're working you know you're living with a partner or not like um, when, you know, are you most productive, but also when do you enjoy mm. the day the most? Like I am an early bird, but I've also learned like if I can start my day, I don't start most of my days before 10 AM because I love mornings. So I like yeah. enjoy my morning, you know, I hang out with my kid and we have breakfast and we go on walks and, 
um, whatever. And like, I love, and then I get started. Most of my clients don't really want to see me and talk about their feelings prior to 10 a.m. Anyway, um, which I I get. (laughs) I still need three more cups of coffee before I can open up to you. I'm sorry. (laughs) If any of them have ever tried to do like an eight or 9 a.m. session, they're like, okay. So then she says, and I'm like, Uh, okay, maybe we, (laughs) maybe we don't do 9 a.m. again. Um, So yeah, scheduling is a big thing. Looking at like systems that you need in place, especially as an entrepreneur, um, someone who's running your own business, like you have a lot of irons on the fire usually if you're doing most of that, if not all of that by yourself. So like finding different things, um, using Asana or Notion or like whatever the, you know, like system might be mm-hmm. that helps you keep organized with like different tasks and stuff. Cause it's like, I want to give you lots and lots of space to not like shame yourself if you don't get stuff done. And at the end of the day, if you're relying on your business to like put food on the table, we also have to get some things done. And so like, how do we find a spot that like meets in the middle of that, like accountability with with also that like self-compassion and that freedom. Um, So scheduling is a big part of that. Productivity is a big part of that email, like communication. What strategies do you have your inbox so that it's not just like a free for all in there. Um, Yeah where you can kind of keep things organized, kind of some ideas there. Yeah. Keep it organized. And also the boundaries of like not jumping in your inbox at 11 PM because you're like, Oh, I saw this email come in and I need to get back. It's like, like setting those boundaries of office hours and, and also letting your clients know, like, these are my office hours. And every now and then, sure. Like if it's an emergency or something, like I I really do need to get back to this or If I've got one of those 11 p.m., I've got a fire lit underneath me and I'm just ready to to work, like I'll I'll answer a bunch of emails and then I'll just hit schedule for 8 a.m. Schedule send. Oh, schedule send. Yeah. So Uh good. Because then you can work whenever you want to and it still looks like you're working in office hours. So people aren't going to be like, well, I received that email from you at 1215 the other night. So (laughs) you should be up. Uh, Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you mentioned something and I pinned it in my head and then it (laughs) fell off the wall. Um, (laughs) I don't remember what it was now, but I was like, oh, I need to bring this back. Um, If it comes back, it'll be it'll it'll be good. Shout it out. Yeah, Yeah. you you um, you had mentioned. Oh, uh, there we go. It's back. Uh, I just had to had to to look around. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you you had mentioned that um, like keeping. keeping in mind, like, when do you work the best? Like, when are you mm-hmm. motivated? Because uh, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not super motivated before 10 a.m. I, I do enjoy mornings. So I don't want to just, like, wake up at 6 and then dive straight into work at 6.30. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, I also can't because I have to get the kids ready and dressed and taken to school and, and all of that too. But, but still like I, I got home uh, this morning, eight 30 after dropping off everyone. And I made myself a nice breakfast and made some coffee mm-hmm. and sat there and, you know, scrolled a little bit and just yeah, had it's some, it's some, some me time. And I didn't yeah. want to just like dive straight into work. And I think that's a really great thing to, uh, to really assess about yourself is when do you work the most efficiently? Because some, mm-hmm. for some people, uh, it, it might be in the evening and maybe you need to structure right. your day that way. And some people, it may be, you work really great between 10 AM and 2 PM. 
and mm -hmm. you just like that's your power hours and mm -hmm. that's when you're gonna schedule all the like hard things or the, like the long things that you really gotta all the photo editing it's just like okay yeah. cool i'm gonna power through this when i have that motivation yep and that's something that you know a lot of people sometimes will say of like well i just feel like my body is shutting down at 3 p.m but that's not working like how do i get my body to wake up at 3 p.m uh -huh. And sometimes I'm like, okay, well, why do you need it to work at 3 p.m.? Is it because you actually do? Like, you have to go pick up your kids so you, like, can't take a nap then? Or, you know, or, like, you have to have this meeting because you work a 9 to 5? Or is it that you've just, you know, maybe you do have a flexible schedule, but you've kind of just, like, been programmed to think that you have to be productive at 3 p.m. Or you have to, you know, during these certain hours, uh -huh. this is what you have to do. Like, are you actually pigeonholing yourself? And then you're just in a cycle of, like, shaming yourself all day of, like, well, I didn't. Oh, gosh, I like wasn't productive, you know, at 9am when I got home from dropping off the kids. And what's wrong with me, everyone else is productive at 9am. That's when most people start their work day. Like, why can't right. I be like most people with wrong, you know, and it just snowballs. And now it's like 2pm, you've gotten nothing done. And you feel horrible about yourself. Versus <laughs> knowing that maybe I do great in the afternoon. So if I could just give myself the freedom to live my life until two and start my work day, then like, does that work with my lifestyle? We have to consider that. But then too, like, can I give myself a little bit of that freedom instead of like being in this like internal monologue of like shame all day long. So it, it really is powerful, you know, to kind of take that step back and, and look at like, what do I need? And can I make that happen at, at, at all? Even give myself, you know, an inch of space there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. Like the, uh, you know, can this work? Am I, am I just doing this because this is, what's normal or like, you know, cause mm -hmm. we, uh, my, my wife and I were just talking about like, uh, school and like the, the drop off times and pickup times and how like that's all, uh, interwoven with like the industrial age and how we were, you mm -hmm. know, uh, raising up the next uh, ind industry workers and all of that. And like, is that the best for our kids? And, right. uh, and like mm -hmm. those kind of questions and, you know, th our culture, has like these set things that are not always and actually uh, pretty rarely moving uh, <laughs> ahead with yeah. us they're 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 like stuck and then it's like the old you know well that's the way it's always been it's like well it was until someone yeah. changed it and then that became yeah. the normal um mm -hmm. And, and yeah just like assessing those things cuz a lot of times as entrepreneurs we you know, come from a more structured like nine to five job right. and then you uh, you leave your nine to five to work for yourself. But then that's the only structure that, you know, is right. uh, I, I need to start at nine or like comparing yourself to someone else like you, you mentioned. And that comparison is uh, a very dangerous game. And mm -hmm. uh, and really just like just going back to what you said earlier about just really assessing what works best for you and then mm -hmm. structuring that for what works for you and for your lifestyle. Cause you know, with, with having to go pick up kids at 2 PM, I can't start my work day at one when I'm feeling, you know, super energetic. It's like, okay, I've got to, I've got to structure things a little bit differently because mm -hmm. of the lifestyle I'm in currently. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what are, uh, like if, if there was one thing you want to want the listeners to take away from this whole conversation, um, or even if we didn't talk about it yet, uh, what's one thing you want them to take away, uh, just from listening today and just 
implement into their life. Yeah. I was thinking about it. And really, if you've been looking for permission to restructure your life or your relationships or your work set up to work for you, then like, here it is, you know, like hear from someone else who has a license and, you know, master's degree in counseling. Like if that's what you need is someone else to say that permission, like, please take it because you are allowed to have it right. Like to make adjustments. And maybe that doesn't mean quitting the nine to five or whatever. Maybe you can't do that yet. Or, you know, you do have to pick up your kids at two, but to take the permission to even make small adjustments in your day, take that time after, you know, you get home at 9am and, um, just kind of breathe for a little bit. Um, yeah. And if something doesn't feel right to you, I guess the other thing I would say about like something in society, how it functions, like, can you take any steps to kind of push back on that a little bit? Maybe outwardly, maybe it's advocacy, but also maybe just internally, like choosing like, okay, that's not a belief I want to run my household by that. Like we have to always be productive all the time. Maybe we build in time for rest or whatever, but really just kind of coming back to the idea of permission, take some permission, take um, some freedom for yourself to design your life in a way that works for you and not against you. Yes. I love that. I love the, the, that permission. Cause, uh, yeah, a lot of times we're like, well, I can't do this because, right. and then yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah. here's your permission. You can. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the permission to, uh, to keep things the way that it is too. If that's, mm-hmm. if you're feeling that push to change things and you're like, yeah, but I have little ones at home and I really want to spend that mm-hmm. time with them. It's like, this is your permission to yeah. structure your life how you want it. Uh, you know, there were seasons in my entrepreneur journey. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. And mm-hmm. there were seasons where I've been the primary parent at home and my wife has been mm-hmm. out working and mm-hmm. I scaled back on the amount of photo shoots that I was taking because I was like, I'm going to be present with these little kids and like, I want to see them and I want to spend time with them and, you know, get down on the floor and play with, play with the kids instead of just mm-hmm. like, Oh no, I've got to go get on my laptop and work. Yeah. And go edit some and more then, photos. Exactly. <laughs> and there have also been seasons where I am working all the time and I'm like, yeah, I, I've got my, my nights and I've got a couple mm-hmm. weekends a month and, and that's what, what I have in this time, uh, to give them. So, yeah, I love that, uh, that giving permission. Cause a lot of times that is what we need is just someone else to be like, you can do this. It's okay to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, so thank you, Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for yeah, the permission. It. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you already had it. You've been doing that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, man, I have loved this, this conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, before we kind of get into like where people can, uh, can find you and follow along and, uh, and all of that, uh, there's part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week and it can mm-hmm. be, uh, anything from like a new TV show or a book or some food or just the weather. Um, what is it that you're loving this week? Yeah. Um, I've been catching up on the most recent episodes of the crown on Netflix. Really been loving that. I feel like I waited forever for this. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I'm caught up now, so I can't wait nice. for, the, for the next couple, but yeah, yes. <laughs> loving that. Nice. Nice. I, I have not watched that yet. I have heard a lot of good things. Um, mm. and I know a lot of the 
actors i don't not personally but i like i know <laughs> I, I know them like oh yeah i like them and other things yeah. Uh, yeah so i need to i need to i need to look into that i've never been a big like um uh royal watcher I type have, person yeah me either. Okay. i've never watched okay. a wedding or a funeral nothing but it yeah. has had me hooked yeah i remember like something like you know, 70 million people or something watched, uh, yeah. I don't even know their names. Oh, one of the most recent <laughs> Royal weddings. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even know what was going on. That's cool. Uh, yeah. People that, like got up at like 2am or whatever here and I woke up right. the next morning and everyone had like had watch parties and I was like, I didn't even know. Yeah. I think part yeah. of why I've loved it too is because it, it's showing the hard part of the behind the scenes stuff um, yeah. or behind the scenes. I mean, it's a TV show, but yeah. <laughs> um, which has been, you know, it, cause it just looks like, Oh, princes and princesses and whatever. But like <clears throat> it shows some of the like harder aspects that I would imagine of like being Royal. So yeah. 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 It's not all, you know, tea parties and, you know, yeah. strolling through the garden <laughs> and all of that. There's uh, waving yeah, that, with the princess hand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hello everyone. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check that out. I think that'll be, that'll be a good one for me to watch too. Um, okay. So I, I am also catching up on a show. Uh, it's, it's one that has just been like popping up over and over again on Hulu of like, you would be interested in this. I think you would yeah. like this. And the fifth <laughs> season of Fargo just came out and I have never watched any of it. So I just oh, watched I the first either the first season of Fargo. Um, very good. Uh, it's, uh, like, a, a crime mystery thriller, mm -hmm. all based on true events. Um, and like, like a disclaimer at the beginning of each one, you know, saying like the, uh, out of respect for the victims or the, uh, yeah, the victims, the names have been changed, but, in honor of them, the story is told exactly how it happened. Wow. Like, this is it's and it's a wild story. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's cool. very interesting. I don't know if I, I think it's like an anthology type deal where each okay. season is a different story because the the cast in season five is very different than the cast in mm. season one. Um so I'm I'm sure it's like different stories. Uh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I gotta check very, that out. very big, interesting. Big crime fan. So you said it's on Hulu? <laughs> big, big fan of crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big love for crime. Love, love <laughs> crimes. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm also, I love all the true crime stuff, all the podcasts, yeah. the documentaries and, and all those things. But yeah, it's on Hulu and uh, cool. yeah. Season one of Fargo. I can vouch for it. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of actors and actresses that I was just like, I had no idea that you were in this. Like uh, Billy Bob Thornton mm -hmm. is like one of the main yeah. characters. And I was like, wow. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah, well, sweet. Well, Mallory, where can people find you online? Where can they follow along and say, Hey, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Instagram, a couple of places. Um, my handle is just my name, Mallory Rogers, first and last name. Um, and then also at the couch therapy, um, with a couple underscores in between the words. Um, that's the practice that I work at. We're based in DFW in Texas. Um, and then our website as well. So, and that's just the couch therapy.org is also a good place. Post lots of blogs there. Um, can kind of keep up to date on whatever we're, we got going on there. Awesome. 
Well, sweet. Yeah, I'll have links for all that in the show notes for everyone. Uh, so y'all can go connect with Mallory. Uh, but yeah, well, sweet. Well, thank you for being on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's very enlightening and like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling uh, like pumped up for the rest of the day after this conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and thanks for, you know, making space. I know that's not like kind of a typical thing you talk about on this podcast, but I do think it's important. Obviously I care about it, but yeah. it's relevant to so many people. So thanks for making the space for it and for giving some time for me to come on here today. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the wisdom in the tangents podcast. Uh, as always, you can check out the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. Um, you can also follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod. It's W-I-T-T dot P-O-D. Mallory is at Mallory Rogers, and that's Mallory with an I-E at the end. And Rogers with a D. So it, it's linked in the show notes also, uh, if you don't want to spell. Uh, you can also uh, follow her at the underscore couch underscore therapy on Instagram. And you can follow me anywhere on socials at all heart photo share this episode with a friend you think would enjoy it and uh until next week i'll see you guys on instagram bye y'all <laughs>